five national championships, five gold medals, 42 years of sustained excellence. Welcome to Leadership Lessons from the Go, a special series on the Ed Leader Podcast featuring your host, Dr. Rob Jackson, with special guest, JJ Jackson. Let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Ed Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. I am absolutely excited to continue with this special series, Leadership Lessons from the Go. Your feedback has been absolutely outstanding, and I appreciate how much you are encouraging me and my son, JJ, in this work. We certainly enjoy having the opportunity to bring together our passions, our joint passion for Duke, Duke basketball, and Coach Mike Krzyzewski, my passion for leadership, and JJ's passion for sports in general. We're having a lot of fun, and I certainly am glad that you are having fun as well. Speaking of fun, let's go. JJ, Duke University is well into the last ride with the GOAT. The final season of Mike Krzyzewski as the coach of the Duke men's basketball team. How's their season going, buddy? It's been a good season so far, Dad. 20 games into it. Duke's got a 17-3 and record. They're right at the top of the ACC standings with Miami and Florida State. Uh, so that's a good position to be in. You would love to see Coach K go out with the championship of of any variety. Obviously, the national championship would be uh, the best one to have of them all. But if you were able to get another ACC, either regular season or tournament championship, that would be amazing as well. It's a young team that's starting to come together. Uh, they've already been number one at one point this season. So they're regarded as one of the top teams in the entire country. And uh, it, it, it's surreal to know that this is his final season now that it's actually playing out live. I tell you, it's been months ago now when we were together on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast just talking about this announcement that Coach K was retiring and would have one last ride as the coach of the basketball team. And you and I talked about the shock, even though we knew it had to come at some point after 42 years as the coach, but still it was a bit shocking. And we began to imagine what the season would be like and began talking about it. We've had the opportunity to see them play some games and have some tremendous success against the likes of Blue Bloods like Kentucky and huge, strong, powerful teams with the likes of Gonzaga. And then we've watched them stomp their toes a little bit. As you kind of think about dreams for what the season might be and what's actually having, what's your takeaway at this point in the season? Yeah, I think it's uh, about what I would have expected. I think it'd just be completely unrealistic to think that this team was going to absolutely run the table. There have been losses that are frustrating. Those in the ACC, the Ohio State loss and their first true road test was one that they would love to have back as Duke shot just 22% in the second half of that game when they were leading at halftime. But the big wins, the statement wins over Kentucky to kick off the year Day after Thanksgiving, they play Gonzaga in Las Vegas, the largest attended basketball game in the state of Nevada's history. Uh, Duke was able to down Gonzaga, who was the number one team in the country at the time, 
Remember, Gonzaga lost in the national championship to Baylor last year. So a really, really, really good team. And Coach K always talks about the importance of those neutral site games because you don't win a national championship on someone else's floor. You win it on a neutral floor. And so uh, that reason alone is why I've been so excited because they've played well in those big games and got it done. When they've gone on the road in the ACC, they've had some impressive wins like we saw this weekend over Louisville and certain guys have stepped up uh, when their number has been called and that sort of thing. So obviously the dream would have been to go 40-0 and and to win everything. Uh, that's not reality though, but uh, I've certainly been really thrilled with the way the year's been going. I tell you what, I have too as, as a fan and as someone who is uh, always just absolutely fascinated with leadership and watching leaders uh, guide their organization or in the, co- the case of Coach K, guide the team. It's really interesting to me to watch as they handle adversity. And so it seemed like the season was just taking off like a rocket with great things happening. Sure, there was a, a, a bit of a stumble at Ohio State, but going into the holidays, it really felt like Duke really did have their sights on six and a national championship was all but assured. And then suddenly there's a COVID pause and the team had to come back from that. So share with our listeners kind of what happened there and then what the immediate results were coming out of that. Sure. Yeah. If, uh, and, and if you allow me to, to interject as well, dad, there's, uh, Another bit of adversity as well, and that were well, that was the legal troubles that took place right around the Ohio State game with uh, their best player and then a walk-on who just so happens to be uh, Coach K's grandson and Michael Savarino. And so That's multiple right. different ways for uh, this team to have uh, adversity. A lot of people saying uh, really bad things about these student-athletes at the collegiate level and uh, wanting to see them fail. And yet when you get to the COVID pause as well, Duke had kind of flushed all that away. Everyone that was uh, ineligible was now back and playing and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you go home for the holiday breaks, which Coach K allowed them to do that after their super strict protocols from a year ago. And when they come back, nearly the entire team had tested positive for COVID-19 and the university put them into uh, the health and safety protocols and had to postpone two games a week away from basketball really did a lot to their legs, to their endurance. And then on top of that, some of these people having to fight through the virus uh, wasn't a great thing. Coach K talked about the first practice back about five minutes in two or three players needed to find the nearest trash can uh, to, to, uh, you know, take care of some business over there. And, and so it took a while to get their legs back under them and that sort of thing, but through it all, they stuck together and uh, they certainly have had some exciting wins after the fact. I tell you what, and I appreciate you um, circling back to that that bit of legal trouble, and and um, because there was a lot of adversity that came from that, and that's the kind of thing that could sidetrack a team or an organization if you don't have laser focus on the ultimate goals. Going to Coach K's leadership lessons and. For our listeners, again, J.J. and I are working through one of Coach K's books. He's written five books, but one that really resonates with me is Leading with the Heart, Coach K's Successful Strategies for Basketball Business and Life. And in the book, he talks about training and development. He talks about growing leaders. And as he gets into that particular chapter, 
He starts with a quote from Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner, one of the absolute best players ever to play for Duke University. Perhaps uh, JJ and I might debate that from time to time, but based on his success, just absolutely incredible. Uh, he says, Christian Leitner, that is, says, we won championships, notice the plural, we won championships at Duke because of what happened behind closed doors. Before I move on with the lesson, JJ, give our listeners just a bit of uh, bio for Christian Leitner and what he might have accomplished at Duke University. Yeah, Dad, a two-time national champion, the National Basketball Player of the Year at the NCAA level, uh, several ACC championships to speak of. Uh, That was 91 and 92 that he was the big part of uh, the Duke team. I'm not arguing with you at all. We've had other arguments, but I certainly am well aware of the fact that Christian Leitner is the greatest player to ever play basketball at Duke, so much so that I argue with others that he's the greatest college basketball player in the history of the sport. And so uh, with that, he had the opportunity to go be a part of the 1992 Dream Team at the Summer Olympics and then started a uh, long professional career in the NBA. So, yeah, he's uh, he's amazing for sure. There's no question. Such a, a gifted basketball player. And for him to reference that the national championships, the conference championships happened because what was high, happening behind closed doors in practice really points to Coach K's lesson on training and development. And so he talks about, as he's working through uh, training and development, that he's, in fact, he says, quote, when teaching, always remember the simple phrase, you hear, you forget, you see, you remember, you do, you understand. And in the book, he talks about the way he sets up practice and he sets up in-game situations and they practice and run the in-game situation and then talk about what happened. And in fact, he talks about something with, Uh, Steve Wojciechowski, who was a point guard, uh, played for the team many years ago and became a coach and has just been very successful. But running a drill where the game was on the line, seconds on the clock, the team is down by uh, three points. And uh, Steve receives, Wojo receives the ball, races down the court, jacks up a three, misses it. And coach stops the drill and talks to the team about what had just happened. We lost time off the clock. We've taken this bad shot and then begins to talk about what could happen. And so he really talks about breaking down and teaching in practice so that when they get in the game, they are ready for what might happen. A more recent example, I think, might be the ongoing career of current Duke player Wendell. Uh, Joshua, JJ, share with our listeners Wendell's career at Duke, where he kind of started, what he's gone through, and how this year's going for him. Yeah, Wendell Moore Jr. uh, is a junior athletically and academically at at Duke University and is the captain this year for the team alongside Joey Baker and uh, came in as a freshman dad, as a five-star recruit, very, very heralded in a class that featured Matthew Hurt and, and Vernon Carey Jr., who both went on and are already starring in uh, the NBA. You could add Cash Stanley into that mix as well. And so Wendell, of those four, obviously he's still playing college basketball. His NBA dreams haven't yet been realized. Uh, he's had a very much so roller coaster up and down career so far to this point. His freshman year 
he made one of the most iconic plays in the history of the Duke and North Carolina rivalry, uh, which, by the way, will be renewed this upcoming Saturday. It's amazing that we're at that point in the season, that we're now days and hours away from Mike Krzyzewski's final walk into the Dean Smith Center as an opposing head coach. Uh, And Wendell Moore Jr. had a put-back layup as time expired in overtime to win the game and to win the greatest rivalry in college basketball for Duke. His sophomore season, uh, Wendell had some very, very lousy games, did not shoot the ball well whatsoever, was turning it over, and uh, really kind of got down on himself and uh, needed to be coached up a little bit, put a lot of work in this offseason when Duke did not make the NCAA tournament for the first time in 25 years, for the first time in my entire life. They did not play in the NCAA tournament and, uh, man, it has been exciting to see Wendell Moore Jr. lead the team this year. Uh, he had a really, really long run at the start of the year as one of the most dominant players in college basketball, a front runner to be a first-team All-American. Uh, has slid off just a little bit following the COVID pause, but you still can't deny the leadership that he's had within the program. So, yeah, Wendell Moore Jr. is absolutely an example of someone who has greatly improved under Coach K's leadership. i tell you, and, you know, it's kind of that, you know, when we look at, and I've referenced it several times, the saying, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Coach K can say this is a good leadership tenant, but to actually see the outcome of that and to see it in players throughout his 42 years, whether going back to Wojciechowski or Bobby Hurley or um, Grayson Allen's another example of a four-year player who continued to improve and now is having an incredible NBA career, um, and Wendell Moore Jr. I think another recent example, um, maybe like to highlight real quickly, another player on the team, A.J. Griffin. Tell us about him. Yeah, A.J. Griffin is a freshman for Duke this year. Uh, he was a little slow coming out of the gates, coming off some injuries his last two years of high school. He did not play a whole lot of basketball uh, whatsoever because of those injuries, but he comes from a basketball family. His dad, Adrian, right now is an assistant coach with the Toronto Raptors. In the NBA, he had a brother who starred at Syracuse University for Jim Beheim. so really comes from a like, picture-perfect definition of a basketball family. But because of injuries, A.J. wasn't his true self so far to start the year. He came in with a lot of upside, a lot of potential. People thought for sure he could have a future at the next level playing professional basketball, but hadn't been given the opportunity to do that because he'd been so hurt. But now that A.J.'s finally healthy, now that he spent some time with the Duke medical staff that has done a great job working with all of their players, he's really turned it on. Right now he is one of only two players – in Power 5 basketball to be making more than 50% of their three-point shots, which is just unbelievable to think about how hard those shots are and then also think about this as a guy who missed a good portion of of the start of the year not playing a whole lot because of some of the injuries and the way he had been sidelined. So he's been someone that's uh, definitely improved his play throughout the season and it's been a lot of fun to watch. I absolutely agree. And I think it's, again, an example of someone who started at a place where he wasn't playing and then had to work with the coaching staff, medical staff, but continued to work hard and practice, earned his opportunity to get some minutes. Uh, As you recall, early in the season, he was getting some minutes, but not many, and now has worked his way up to uh, being a starter, and in the most recent game against Louisville was uh, the star of the game in many ways for Duke. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, 22 points, five of five from three-point range, which helps to being one of the only one of only two players to be shooting greater than 50% from three-point range. And uh, yeah, Duke does not win that game on the road uh, if AJ Griffin is not in the lineup. There you go. And they don't win it if AJ hasn't been working hard in practice and coach hasn't been coaching him up. Well, Coach K says a leader cannot just Let me add one more thing, Pops, too, before uh, before we move on with AJ. Uh, A lot of people, you can go find this um, online and on social media, and and we'll share this on the Lockdown Blue Devil social account at Leader. Uh, But Coach K speaks a lot about AJ's leadership off the court after the game and had a really, really uh, moving statement about AJ Griffin, about his faith, about how he walks by his faith. And because of AJ Griffin – for the first time in a number of years at Duke basketball, they have a weekly Bible study to make sure they're spending time uh, with the man upstairs, but then also uh, just away from basketball entirely and able to have conversations about other struggles that they might be having in life. JJ, I know that resonates with you and I at a deep level because of our faith, and I'm sure it resonates with others. And the faith piece of that is so huge. And I loved watching that video where Coach K in a press conference was talking about that. But I also think, to your point, it resonates from the leadership point that AJ recognized here's an opportunity for us to come together around something that's not basketball and to continue to grow closer together as a team. Thank you so much for yeah. highlighting that. Well, let me uh, hit one last thing quickly as we draw our conversation to a close. Coach K does say a leader cannot just tell people what to do and then expect them to perform well. I know that both through video that's been shared through Duke Blue Planet and others, through actually being at a practice down in Jacksonville, and that's a story perhaps for another podcast episode, but we've had the opportunity, you specifically have had the opportunity to Peer into some Duke basketball practices during practice. Coach K is saying you can't just tell them what to do and then expect them to perform well. What's Coach K doing during practice, as you've seen? Yeah, just a little bit of everything. It feels like I feel like he's always uh, empowering his players. I think is another great quality of of his leadership is empowering them to make the decisions uh, themselves and be confident in what they're able to do there. Uh, on the floor and as you said being able to put through these live game scenarios in a practice setting knowing that it's not necessarily uh, on the line because no one's watching but getting that mindset that hey this is what it's going to be like when I get into those moments and uh, in practice as well coach K is allowing his assistant coaches plenty of opportunity for them to continue to develop and be leaders to the players on the team and, and breaking them off and do uh, position specific drills and then team drills, offense, defense. Uh, it, it truly is a sight to see watching him run a basketball practice. No question. And I very much appreciate that JJ. And it made me think that, you know, beyond just growing his players, he is growing coaches as well. He's had so many assistant coaches become head coaches who are doing extremely well. The next head coach of Duke men's basketball team will be John Shire, who himself has been an assistant coach and associate head coach with Coach K. So clearly he is doing a great job growing leaders. We appreciate him sharing his leadership strategies with all of us. The leadership lessons from the GOAT are are certainly there for all of us to pick up and add to our own practice. JJ, what a great opportunity to spend some time talking about the GOAT. Final words for this episode, my friend? 
just excited to keep it rolling. Glad we've made it to our, our third installment of this conversation, Dad. It has been a lot of fun, as you said, bringing our passions together, me being in this broadcast space professionally and getting to cheer you on as uh, we keep going together through the Ed Leader podcast. And uh, looking forward to watching many more Duke games to finish out the season and uh, definitely hopeful and have a good feeling that a lot more wins are coming too. Thanks, Dad. Absolutely, JJ. Our sights are on six and we look forward to continuing to encourage all those around us as we watch the team continue to move forward. Thank you for listening to the Ad Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ad Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.